Hello, and welcome back to Meaning in Code. I am your co-host, Lily, and I am here with my co-host. Yeah, Bennett. Uh, <laughs> good to be back. Episode two, yeah. ready to get started. Exciting times. Today, we are going to be talking about how to define your meaning and your purpose in your, your engineering or software development career. Uh, last time, we kind of touched on a lot, a lot of different elements that can kind of be like variables in your equation, I guess, if we want to think about it that way. Math, love, um, of, of variables in your equation of like what, figuring out what does matter to me, what's going to make me fulfilled on a daily basis um, in, my, in my job. And I, I particularly thought it was very interesting that like some of the, the content that we got into of like, well, what happens when it, it doesn't quite work? Um, you know, like we, we both had ideas and like pretty solid senses of what matters to us, what mm. we find meaningful. And then we touched last week a little bit on, on the idea of like, and then we, we followed that direction and realized that like, maybe, maybe what what we thought was going to matter the most going in like wasn't quite quite as me as map matter matterful as some of the other variables <laughs> or were we not thinking about all the variables involved all these really really interesting different things um so i uh, we thought that today we might go into um how how to kind of take those variables and and what our personal processes have been uh to kind of figure out how to take that and and go, um, and and what we might be missing, like what, what some exciting stuff that we maybe haven't thought about yet. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, this is an interesting question because we talked like generally last week about like what are some things that could bring meaning to your career, <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, it's a very personal thing, right? So how do you define that for yourself? And like, how do you become comfortable to, I think this is something we'll get into, changing your definition mm. of meaning in your career, or if you need something different at a different point in your life, how do you make that change? So, uh, yeah, excited to get into it. Same here. Um, but before we do, uh, let's start with our, our, our little beyond, beyond coding element. Um, of today, we thought we would share a, a ritual, it could be a daily ritual, a weekly ritual, what have you, um, that goes beyond coding, beyond our engineering careers and potentially career in general, um, and something that kind of grounds us and that we feel helps contribute to our overall sense of fulfillment and well-being and meaning in life. Yeah, something outside of code. And you're asking for a ritual this week, huh? Yeah. Something that we we do regularly that grounds us. Um, yeah, I thought we could mix it up. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'll say uh, my answer is that um, recently I've been doing like an after-dinner bike ride, Ooh. Um, which has been really, really nice. We've got a bike path right here close uh, in the neighborhood. And so uh, me and my partner will go hop on the bike path, uh, go for a little bit of a ride. We don't. It's not like we're pedaling hard or anything like <laughs> that. It's just like a fun little after dinner bike ride uh to ease out of the day kind of thing so that's my uh that's my little ritual that helps me reconnect what about Amazing. you Amazing. um mine is is kind of a similar similar vibe um mine is a, a weekly ritual 
Um, I have a friend that I stream playing video games with. Um, we can we can put that link down in this in this oh, YouTube yeah, video. We'll get the All the things going cross, on here. Yeah, the cross promotion. My fifty followers. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so uh, I have this I have this friend who I I stream with twice a week, and we've made like a really lovely wholesome little ritual of uh on sundays um you're getting you y'all are getting uh intros into all all different elements of my nerddom here welcome um, <laughs> so we have started doing archery there is an archery range um like a an, a 40 minute walk ish from from where we both live our neighborhood and so on sundays we will go walk to archery like chat catch up um, sh shoot, shoot arrows for, 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 for an hour. Um, we just both bought our own bows. <laughs> um, nice. so we do archery and then walk back to our neighborhood. And there's a, uh, a place in our neighborhood that we just kind of happened to go. I think the first time that we did archery, uh, we went to this restaurant and sat at the bar and ended up really liking the, the bartender and a couple other people who work there. And now every Sunday we go and we chat and we, we get a free, free shot of soju, you know, like, and then, oh, wow, we'll, it's like a yeah, whole afternoon. Yeah. It's a whole, it's, I mean, into evening. Cause then after like our trees at four and then we go and, uh, after dinner we stream. So it's like a whole, start to the week, like a whole nice cleanse. You're in the neighborhood, you're, you're walking around that can like, so that's a really helpful, like reset. Uh, you're like hanging out with people that are excited yeah, to see you. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And that's been really, we've been streaming for four years, but this ritual's four or five months old and it's been really special. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Activities. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, <laughs> well, should we talk about uh, purpose yeah. and uh, building your own purpose? Absolutely. Let's get into it. Uh, yeah. So I I feel like so okay. So last week we kind of broke down kind of the the variables, I guess you could say, that we had both been thinking about when we were trying to figure out our own purpose and, and how we were gonna feel good in our own careers. Um, and we kind of ended on like summarization of them, a few of them working for a values aligned company with a positive culture, building ethical products that positively impact society, feeling valued as a team member, recognizing career growth opportunities, autonomy and power to influence the company culture or the product itself, opportunities mm -hmm. to learn and find your day-to-day -day work interesting. Um, which I think is a, a bigger one for me than I, I thought going in for sure. Um, the monetary value that, that these jobs can often provide, and then also finding meaning outside of work entirely to kind of bring in into all that. So those were kind of our, our variables that we landed on. Um, but, uh, kind of figuring out it's a, it's an individual experience, right? Figuring out which of those even matter to you? Cause some of them might not, or, uh, yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot, which is great. It's great to have a lot of options. Um, but I like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm curious if there was a sense of like, for, for you of like, you know, pick, pick the three major ones that you kind of can't live without right now in this moment. And then, 
adjust accordingly or, mm. or like what, I mean, I know. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we could go, we can go from there. Like, how did you, what was your, uh, um, I want to like, what was your equation, but also like, it's not it's so much of it is just vibes. I don't know. Yeah, what's the vibe? What's yeah. the vibe? Um, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I, I'm starting to think about this, uh, well, now that you've called it an equation and stuff mm, like that, sorry. it started. Uh, well, it's just prompted me to think that, like, uh, life and coding have some similarities in that there's always trade-offs, right? Mm. Like, there there is never such a thing as the perfect. Well, in coding, there's no such thing as the perfect algorithm, right? There's mm. there is the algorithm that works the best for your use case, what you're trying to do. Mm. Um, or, you know, there's often trade-offs between scalability and, and usability or something like that, or, or ability mm -hmm. to reason about the code. So mm. like, there's always going to be a trade-off as well in your life, um, for all of these different things that we've talked about, right? Like, uh, you could make a lot of money, but like not feel like you're making that much of an impact or like you could really feel like you love your team, but not really be connected to the, to the job, uh, mm -hmm. to the, to the company and, and the company's mission. So, um, I tend to think about it in the past as well about these kind of trade-offs. Like how, what am I looking for? Mostly yes, to an extent, uh, like a top rank of like, what are the things that are important to me right now? And what, would not matter to me. Um, but also I think it starts to match up to like life phases as well. Mm. Uh, for me, at least like I, I, I spent a while freelancing before and like it, that taught me a lot. I really enjoyed the flexibility that freelancing gave me. Um, there were some nice bits to it, but I didn't have a team mm. uh, that I was working with. So I didn't have that sense of community, um, during my work days. And, um, it's, it's certainly challenging to be a business owner, right? To be trying to get your own business and stuff like that. And some of the stability of full-time employment was something that I missed. So like, then there was that trade-off, right? At a certain point, I felt like, okay, the flexibility is not necessarily worth the trade-off for sense of working on a project with a team, building something together and, you know, um, yeah. But then, you know, maybe I'll make the trade off again sometime. Maybe, I'll, you know, sometime soon I'll feel like, oh, now I really want to freelance again. Like, I feel like I've got new skills and it'll be a different iteration of, of consulting. Yeah. The uh, scales will rebalance. Yeah. Yeah. As you go through your life phases, the things that are important to you change and that's okay. That 100%. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this in the context of like the, my, my first job in software engineering was the job that we worked together. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I mentioned last time that like I had all these lofty hopes when I was applying for jobs of what, what mattered to me, but the job that I took and that I was very excited to, to get uh, the, the goals that I, that it fulfilled for me were not the ones that I had thought that I wanted when I was like trying to use this kind of thought to, to hone my search for jobs um, of like, you know, I wanted to, to find a job that I like was really excited about what we were building. Um, 
I wanted, I wanted to make a lot of money, you know, like all, all the things that <laughs> like, I, I was unemployed for a while. You know? like, I, I needed, I needed to pay my rent. Um, and so I had all these ideas of what I wanted going in, but the, the kind of goals that it really met for me was that it was an incredible place of learning. Uh, like I, I was learning something new. I was, I was engaged in what I was building every single day. Um, definitely the sense of community for me. Um, but there also like, there wasn't as much mentorship as I was hoping to have in my first job, just cause I thought I was going to need it. Um, mm. like my, I, I originally searching for my first job in software development was like, I really think I shouldn't do a startup because there's not going to be room for mentorship. There's not going to be like room for, for someone to, to help me if I, <laughs> if I need help. Um, and like, that feels like too much responsibility. That feels like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be overwhelmed. Um, and then I was the 11th hire in the entire, uh, uh, company, uh, we did team of three genuinely when I was like on the call, uh, my like first interview round with, with our boss. Uh, and our boss was like, yeah, I'm really looking for like a, an autonomous team where we can all kind of come together, talk about a thing and then like separate and we can all just just like do the part we need to do. And I immediately thought like, oh, they're not looking for me. Like, I, mm. there's no way I'm the person that they're that they're looking for. Like, I'm too junior. I don't have enough experience, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I, and then it ended up being great, like, <laughs> worked out great. And I got a lot of the learning and I got a lot of the, um, the autonomy and like the power to influence things as you talked about there as well. Um, yeah. I felt really valued as a team member because there were some few of us, um, that like all of our, all of our voices held, like held weight, held weight's not the right word. Like there was space for all of our voices because mm -hmm. there were so few of us, um, and feeling like we could really impact the culture a little bit. Um, that like, it was a lot of different elements that brought me a sense of meaning and purpose. I loved that job for yeah. a long time. Like yeah. it was a great, it was a good, it was a good place to work and it was a good place to land. Um, but definitely the things that brought me value from that job are not the things that like the, the trade-offs, the scales have shifted for me 100% of like what I would be looking for in my next role is certainly informed by that one and by the pros and cons of all those things. Um, it was funny the I had a conversation with some friends who are also software engineers who we were all a little, little burnt out a few months ago. Uh, and the idea of like, we were all, we had like come up when we were 23 in the same, same role. And we were like, God, we were so naive, um, but we were all kind of thinking about like, none of us, none of us are under any illusion that there is a job out there without bullshit, right? Like the, the mm. goal of what we're searching mm -hmm. for to find meaning in our career cannot be a perfect job because we're all humans. Companies are of humans. Perfection does not exist in this, in this area of life. I would, I would argue at least, um, sure. like there's, there's no such thing as a job without bullshit at a certain point as the scales are shifting, you might just need different bullshit. Like you might just need new bullshit that is not the bullshit you've been experiencing day in and day out for so long. 
Yeah, it's true. And there's, I mean, there's certainly something to be said for being the new person too. Mm. I don't know. Like I, mm. I, it's been about a year now since I started the most recent job that I'm working at, but like the initial transition to just like being the new person on the team instead of being the old person on a team is just so, I, I don't know. It's in some ways it's kind of liberating because like you go from the job that we had before, like I was the tech lead, I was your tech lead. Yeah. And uh, I had a ton of context on how everything worked and, and what was going to, you know, what the solutions needed to be. And starting at a new job, I'm the new guy who had no context, <laughs> didn't know anything. And it was so great. I mean, it was, it was, I, I feel like I've, I've jumped in. I learned a ton very quickly about how the, how the, my new company's code works. But like, it was great to not be the person that people are asking questions of. And so it's just like, a t it's different. It's new. It's different. But like yeah. when I was the tech lead, I had more, I don't know, maybe influence. I had more, you know, opportunities to shape the future of the product. And so that was also fun and interesting sometimes. And then sometimes <laughs> it was bullshit. So, um, definitely. Yeah. Ooh, yeah there's up... always trade-offs and, and that... it goes back to those life phases too. Right. 100%. Yeah. That does bring up a really interesting question for me of like that. That's something we haven't talked about at all before of like, there's phases of a job also. Mm. And if like some people I imagine would really, really not enjoy that element of like coming in and not knowing what you're doing and not having the context, like it can be very scary. Right. Um, but so I imagine like that could be something stopping certain people from getting, from like leaving a job, even if it doesn't necessarily align with all the other things of like feeling valued, all the different stuff that yeah, keeps sure. us at jobs. But I'm curious, do you feel like that would be something that might tip the scales of pushing you to like get leave, leave jobs sooner? Like, is, is that, that's an interesting, I'm trying to form my question of like, like, yeah, is that. I think I understand what you're asking. Yeah. Which is like, uh, I will say I'll, I can, I only have my experience. So like, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to why I'm going to leave jobs in the future. But like, <laughs> for instance, in this case that we're talking about, like having a lot of the context and mm -hmm. being the person that was asked a lot of the questions and expected to solve the big and complicated problems was one of the reasons why I left that job. Yeah. Um, it was too much. Uh, I wouldn't say it was too much pressure. It was just like, kind of, it, it was just constant. It, it just yeah. didn't end. You know, people like I had to answer everybody's questions and do the hardest things. Yeah. Um, it was that not other people couldn't handle, couldn't, you... couldn't take on cause they didn't have the context. So, right. uh, that just, yeah. it's, it gets to be overloading. Uh, and that's, that is why I left. Yeah. Yes. But I guess also, yeah, kind of coming around to the, <laughs> the other side of my own argument of like, you also weren't necessarily supported to do that successfully without that constant need from you. Like, yeah. Well, I, I mean, yes and no. I, I think they would have liked to have supported me better. It was a startup. Yes. And so there were like just some things that like it, it was just going to be like that. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, part of 
it being a startup is that I was employee number three. And so like, I just <laughs> had seen a lot at that point, uh, including things that now entire other teams were in charge of and working on. Yeah. Um, but like, I still had context on things that were technically not my team's work, but like I could help with for, mm -hmm. for multiple other teams. So it was like, yeah, uh, it's just the nature of, of an early stage startup, I would say. Mm. Interesting. Interesting how complex it all is, I guess. It was, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if we've shared anything necessarily particularly helpful to somebody <laughs> trying to make one, one of these types of decisions, this right? This is true. Uh, uh, it may be helpful to hear some other people's stories, but like... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm like struggling actually to think of a heuristic that like is broadly mm. applicable because it really is quite personal. Very, very much so. And so, so applied to life stage of like other responsibilities, other things you're thinking about. Um, and also just kind of like what you want to bring to your job and what you get out of your job. Um but this does bring me to I we uh, there is at least one tool that I have found very very helpful for these types of questions. Ah uh, um, yes, please. Okay, so this is one of my favorite uh, tools for for kind of like figuring out your next step in anything. Uh, the original version of this is the Climate Venn Diagram by Dr. Ayana Elizabeth Johnson. She's an absolute fave of mine. Um, and the original goal of this that she came up with it for was to try and figure out how you as an individual can help support the fight against climate change, all of those different elements. Um, mm -hmm. But it has, been, it has been completely generalized to really help you figure out anything you might want to do next. So it is a Venn diagram. Uh, but this so, thing you're talking about is a triple Venn diagram, yeah. right? So it's three circles three that are all circles. overlapping in some different areas, but there's this small area in the middle where all three circles overlap. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, 100%. And that the idea is that your most sustainable, enjoyable work moving forward, one might argue where, where you're most likely to find meaning uh, would be where all three of these circles intersect. And and so what are these three circles? Yeah, uh, walk us through it. Yeah, so the three circles here are what brings you joy, what are you good at, and what is the work that needs doing? Um, so like with climate, with climate work specifically, you know, like you can kind of think about like what is the climate work that needs doing and you can go out and search, you know, are there volunteer opportunities? Are there jobs in your field? that you could apply for, that you would want to move towards, that would help you uh, be, sol be, be answering the, the, like solving the, what is the work that needs doing? Um, and within that, you know, like, particularly if you're looking for a job, hope you've got to be good at what you're doing in order to successfully do that job. Uh, and, but then also it is important to bring back the element of like, but what brings me joy? And I feel like mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting to think about all of the different it would be, I never didn't even think about this, but it would be kind of fun off, off podcast, off pod. Um, I would be so curious now to uh, kind of like plug in the different variables that we've been talking about um, uh, that like what in, into these kind of elements of like, what are the things that bring you joy versus what are the things that you're good at? 
and mm-hmm. and then kind of thinking about and and like elements of that even within what we've already spoken about of like feeling uh like enjoying the actual work you're doing on a daily basis um like that would be what brings you joy versus maybe like what are you good at is like the overall architecture, like the high level architecture thinking, or, you know, like all, all the things thinking about your own expertise and interests and how yeah. they kind of overlap between what you're good at and what brings you joy. And then maybe the, the piece that might be harder looking for jobs, like software engineering jobs, like, well, what is the work that needs doing? Like, what will you feel good about doing? Uh, not necessarily on a daily basis, but on the larger scale of like, what product will you feel good build like helping to build mm, mm-hmm. that type of thing yeah i think there's this is an interesting concept and and, and i've seen it explained a couple of other ways too um mm-hmm. one there's a there's a japanese concept as well of um ikigai i think is how it's pronounced mm-hmm. but it's similar to this idea right like what are you good at what do you love uh what can you be paid for and then like what does the world need <laughs> Yeah. And so, um, like all these things might overlap in a specific point. Um, and that would be like ideal. That would be perfect if you could find a job or do something that, uh, that matches all of those criteria. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that we have to be careful of is like the perfect job doesn't exist. Right. And so like everything's going to be like, somewhere in there and it Mm -hmm. might be farther away in one direction or another right um and also nothing stays static so it might begin as the perfect job and then start to turn into bullshit over time um so i I don't know how much that that helps i like our our new our new metric we've defined the new metric of like from good to bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Those are the two goals. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I don't know how much that helps. I don't know. I, maybe it's only complicating the issue and, and adding nuance. It's unnecessary, but it, it does yeah. feel like you could discover something that's great and perfect for you, and it could change. It you will could change. change, or it could change. It will. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. As well. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, but I, I mean, this, this is still useful to think about as like a thing that you, it's not a static thing. You come back to it yeah. and you say, okay, where have things shifted? What do I now feel I'm good at? Or, you know, I've learned something new. Am I good at something new? Or like, I am passionate about this new thing now, this new concept, or it turns out that the funding just isn't there anymore mm. for uh, blockchain. And so I can't get paid <laughs> to do that, you know, like it's all those different things, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh man, oh, we just uh, we just don't don't have any any of the answers, do we? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, yeah, it's yeah. just that there is no one answer, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think absolutely. Like being comfortable with the knowledge that we will change and that our needs will change um, is, is huge. I was actually just having a conversation with a friend. Um, there's a 
there's a like content creator on Instagram that I really enjoy whose name I will not remember. Um, but we can, we can post it down below if we want. Um, but she has this video that again, I also even couldn't find the video when I was telling this to my friend, but the, the idea in the video, um, is basically like, stop, um, stop comparing yourself to a version of you that you no longer are. Uh, mm. like your needs change, your wants change. And also sure, absolutely. Like your capacity changes. Um, and like it might grow and it might shrink in that, and it might, it might grow in certain directions and shrink in others accordingly. Um, and, and that we like, we're not really taught to be comfortable with that. Like mm. once mm -hmm. you define your, uh, your, um, peak, that's a word. Once you define your peak capacity in a job or as an engineer or in any way, shape or form, the expectation is that that's where you're going to need to stay then. Like you can't do, you couldn't possibly do less. Yeah, um, you couldn't go down in lifestyle or in expectations or something right. like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In like value you provide to the company or value that you get accordingly. Um, but, but sometimes that's absolutely necessary. <laughs> um, and that, and that, yeah, like finding that comfort with navigating that is, um, I think it's, it's new for a lot of people because we really don't train for that. We train against it, I think. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think that's, that's totally true. Mm. Wonderful. All right. Well, should we, should we move, move to the next, the next element? Do you, do we have, I haven't even, I didn't even think about this. Do, uh, do you have uh, like a, a story, a small story of like happening on a surprising element of meaning that you like didn't think was going to matter to you? And then you were like, oh, this is really nice. This is really valuable to me. Oh, a surprise element. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we're looking, we're trying to figure out like uh, how to, how to, go for things that will will get us to that point but i feel like sometimes you know with the with the kind of like miss misalignment we talked about like looking for meaning in something and and not finding it necessarily as much as we were hoping but i feel like the yep. opposite has also definitely been true of like i didn't think this mattered to me but i'm i'm actually getting a lot of value out of it yeah yeah i I don't know if it's a good story to share, oh. but like, <laughs> you know, I, 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 it's not, there's not like some great punchline to it, Sure, but it, it is like the, this whole concept of like, uh, of being competent mm. and like trusted and like able to influence, um, something like I'd, I also like before, uh, before this job that we worked together, like it was a small startup and like, I didn't think I wanted to work for a small startup. Mm. Like, it was not, that was not the fit I was looking for when I joined. Um, but it was like the job that happened to work out for me at the moment. Um, and I'm glad it did. And I'm, also I'm glad, glad to realize, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm glad to realize though that it, uh, like that's something that's important to me, not necessarily mm. working at a small startup is important to me, 
but like feeling like I'm contributing and having an impact uh, beyond just like, you know, shipping some pull requests every mm. once in a while. Um, I need like a, I, I need a broader context than that. Like zooming out is more important to me than I realized, I think. Mm. So I don't, I don't know if that's a good story, that's but that's fantastic. like, that is a, that is a takeaway that I, I found from that time yeah, and like absolutely. try to carry forward with me. 100%. What about you? Um, yeah, I think the, the one that I have come to that I think really is, is, is the, the one, the one to share, um, is that, uh, I, I have been surprised by, uh, so one one of the benefits of having a job that pays a lot of money um, is that you you then might might just have some money um, <laughs> that you can do things with. Um, and the thing that I have I have like navigated if I went into my last job knowing that I was already pretty burnt out and I was going to want to take a break, um, but I budgeted for that and could only really I, I this this time currently I was unemployed for four months almost, um, but completely by design, fully intentionally. It's mm. been delightful. <laughs> it's been really, really nice. Um, and uh, that was only possible because I took a job that was higher paying um, than the one that, that we we were at, um, which was also one of the reasons why I left. Um, but uh it like I, I took a job knowing that like maybe this isn't the perfect fit. Uh, maybe there's going to be some struggles here and some unpleasantness. Um, but really, one of the deciding factors for me was like, but I know that I'm going to make enough money um, that I can safely take a break afterwards and not um, not have to worry about you know paying a few months of rent without income to match it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just plan for that. Just plan for that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like the ability nice to you were able to save up that much. Yeah, um, and I was only able to do so because I took a job that didn't necessarily match some of the other things I was looking for, but hit a number that I was like, "This would be worth it. Worth worth yeah, navigating the other I could things. Make this work. I could make this work. Yeah, I could make this work." Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, Lily, for everybody listening, Lily was making four million, billion, <laughs> trillion dollars. It wasn't enough. It sounds like that. It but... wasn't enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more so that, like, I didn't have student loans I had to pay. I, like, I was, I've lived a very lucky and privileged life where I, I could, could focus this savings on uh, knowing I was just going to immediately spend it. <laughs> some of it, you know, I'm not, uh, yeah, I, take some time off. yeah take some time off, but you know, I feel like a lot of careers really don't enable that, um, ability to take, take time off like that. That is something that, um, that, that we, we have the privilege of being able to do if we so choose. Um, and I didn't think, uh, going in that like, I, I was going to be thinking about, um, you know, like I need to, I need to make enough money to hit X in order to have this freedom. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that was really, uh, 
something that was surpri surprising to me and has been the aftermath of it has been very, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it says more about our economic system that it's not more common to take time off than it does about how rich you are, how much money you are making. You know what I mean? Like, oh yes, one thousand percent. But you do you do have to plan for it. Yes. Yeah, because it's really expensive to live right now. Yeah, it's really so. really expensive to live. Wonderful. All right. Well, so with that, uh, any recommendations for for the week? Any media you've consumed, newsletter you'd recommend, activity, practice, what have you? Yeah, I've got my recommendation right here. Ooh. I am reading this book, Manhattan Ooh. Beach by Jennifer Egan. Um, it came out a couple years ago. Um, I saw it in bookstores for several years and never picked it up. Um, but I saw it at the library this past week, I guess, and mm. uh, I started reading it and really, really enjoying it. So mm. uh, I recommend it. Nice. What about you? Um, I The only thing I could possibly recommend right now, I have been consumed reading this book um, that I didn't want to. <laughs> uh, it is the second book. Last week I was reading the first one in a uh, a book. What? What is the word for, it's not, it's a trilogy, but four. <laughs> I don't know oh, if that's what I don't the know. word is, is that, I, it's a, quartet? It's a, yeah, it's a, sure, yes. Um, uh, it's a, it's a quartet of books. It's a c kind of sci-fi, but more fantasy um, book series, as is my bread and butter, uh, called The Locked Tomb trilogy mm. originally it was referred to as the locked tomb trilogy because she was like i'm a right three and then she was like just kidding i'm a right four um and uh it's the first one is called gideon the ninth uh which i was a little slow on the uptake i was like yeah this is fine i'm you know i'm enjoying it and then like shot through the last 150 or so pages yeah. and then i have i have not been able to put down the second one i finally finished it last night and i was like i can good lord i can breathe um Harrow, Harrow the Ninth. So yeah, the Locked Tomb trilogy. I've been reading it on e-reader, so I don't have a nice visual for y'all. Um, but it's very fun. And the the like hook at the the front of the first one is uh, something like lesbian necromancers investigate a uh, <laughs> like a, a castle on a planet, like on a new planet or something like. <laughs> Oh gosh, that sounds <laughs> crazy. <laughs> One of the things is like it's genuinely like nothing else I've ever read before. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing review. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. But it's good. I highly recommend. <laughs> oh man. Alright, so to recap this episode. You know yeah. Um do you wanna do you wanna take it? You know, I don't know if we actually gave very concrete points, hmm. but I do feel like this triple Venn diagram or the mm -hmm. the the Japanese concept of ikigai is helpful. One hundred percent. And and the fact that it's a recurring thing, right? It's going to keep changing. The job's going to change. That you're in your life circumstances are going to change, and like your your wishes and desires and personality are going to change over time. And that's all completely normal. You just have to take that into account as you continue to 
reevaluate what's going to give you meaning and purpose in your career. 100%. Anything else that we need to be like, any other concrete point we actually reached today? Hmm. Um, there's, there's not going to be any such thing as a perfect job. Um, yeah. So, so kind of like looking for that is not recommended by us, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, look for a job that's a good fit, obviously. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't take a job that's a bad fit, but yeah. uh, also don't hold your your jobs to an unrealistic standard. Yeah, yeah 100%. I think that goes back to, I feel like we're going to get back to this every, every episode is that like, that's part of why it's so important to find meaning outside of your, of your work. Um, because mm -hmm. you're at like, your needs will change 100%, but also like every day at work is not going to necessarily hit that, hit that for you. Um, yeah. yeah. And finding it elsewhere is important. Um, yeah, I think those are those are those are the main main things. I don't know. I think that that was fun. <laughs> yeah, I, think I had fun so. talking about it. I hope if you anything, all enjoyed. We shared some stories, and hopefully, it's helpful for other people to hear the fact that like we're thinking about this too, and like nobody has it figured out, right? Like there is nobody out there that is perfectly passionately fulfilled with every aspect of their career. Uh, yeah. It's every day a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it's like your relationship with your career is like any any other relationship in that it continuously takes work, I think. For um, sure. Yeah. Oh, we like to have fun here. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, please leave us some feedback. You can uh, respond to any of my emails. If you're on the email list, you can leave us a comment on YouTube or medium we've got various different places you can reach out to us um but we'd love to hear what you think we want to get feedback and see if you're liking these episodes if you're finding them helpful if we should keep making them yeah um, and if there's any you know variables in your equation or you on your scales that we didn't talk about that you think would be useful for for other other people to know yeah and we want to thank everybody for listening um and we'll see you guys next time yeah thanks so much Bye.